I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today, Emma is going to be pulling back the curtain and sharing the behind the scenes of what her first full full year, oh my gosh, first year as a full-time content creator. That's a lot of Fs. I know, my bad. (laughs) That's not your bad. I just can't talk today. Um, But what her first year as a full-time content creator looked like, say that three times fast. She is sharing her primary revenue streams and her average time spent on each brand partnership. Yay. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what's something you crossed off your to-do list this week? Oh, I uh, I got started on Instagram shops. That was a good one. I set up a shop in Instagram and I did like a whole bunch of stuff to actually get it set up and it took way longer than it should have but through lots of trial and error I figured it out and now I have my own Instagram shop because I don't have access to the affiliate thing yet where you can just tag brands shoppable like that so that took me a little bit but I I got it I kind of figured out that's good um for me I crossed off a lot of laundry this week anytime I come back from vacation laundry is always like a huge mountain yeah. task like literally and like figuratively and Brandon's um, been traveling quite a bit for trade shows and he literally will come home open his suitcase dump it out and then like pack for the next one but I also did that because I came home from vacation and I like dumped my suitcase and so I was like I have to do the laundry this dude week. I'm the same though except that I never get the laundry done I really need to like Sam and I tried hiring like a laundry service to do it and it was great but like we still it just it piles up so it, fast it does and if you don't keep on top of it it just yeah especially if once you are traveling and then you know if your partner's traveling quite a bit it's just like something that can get away from you so this week my focus was laundry crossed it off oh that's a good one I need you're motivating me I really need to get my laundry done it's so bad it's fine we're not thinking about it that's why I have so many clothes I have like a bajillion selkies that I'll just run around my house wearing that's also why I bought like massive packs of like leggings on Amazon so I just have like a never-ending stream of leggings to wear that and biker shorts they're nice. so comfy and I just I just wear them around the house. That's literally what I'm wearing right now. I'm not fancy. That and I just bought a Selkie sweatshirt. Oh, nice. That's, it's, this is a Selkie sweatshirt that I'm wearing. So comfortable. Oh, I love that. I've been wearing it over the top of like, I've been wearing a different tank top every day, but this sweatshirt I have been throwing on on top of literally everything. If you want the comfiest sweatshirt in the world, buy yourself a Selkie sweatshirt. I love that. I'm getting off tangent, but anyways, you have motivated me to do my laundry. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, you guys. So before I dive into today's facts and figures, I want to share that I'm sharing this information to show what a six-figure influencer can look like. Every influencer and creator will choose to make money that's aligned with their strengths, interests, personal brand, and audience. How I make money as a creator is just one way to do it. This doesn't, this does not mean it's the right way to do it right. I'm just pulling back the curtain and showing what it looks like from my experience. So in 2021, I completed 69 brand partnerships. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's also funny. <laughs> 69. Oh my God, I'm dead. I was not thinking that. I'm a that. child. <laughs> so that is an average of 5.7. But that's huge. It is a lot. It's a lot. So if you break it down by a month, that's an average of 5.75 or so five to six brand campaigns each month my biggest month for brand partnerships was november i did eight campaigns i was so busy in november Um, and then every brand partnership was either four to five figures 
brand deals in 2021. So I actually had a conversation and an interview with Sydney Bradley from Business Insider disclosing all this information. And I realized that not everyone is subscribed to Business Insider. So I thought talking through kind of the highlights of the article and like showcasing on the podcast, like what information I shared and how my year um, played out would be helpful. So brand deals in 2021, how much I contracted, negotiated. This doesn't mean that I recognized everything. A lot of Q4 partnerships I'm recognizing in Q1. Yeah, I still haven't recognized some of my Q4 stuff. Yeah, like there's some things, especially if um, you have like long-term partnerships, which I know you'll get into in a second. Like some of those, like they'll pay like half up front, half when it's completed or like, you know, it's just different payment structures if you have more than just one post with a brand. Yeah, I had one brand that, which I was like shocked. We were not done with the partnership and it extended into 2021 in January and they literally paid me before the end of the year. And like, that was the first time I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Yeah. No, this is not (laughs) cash on hand like that. I mean, it's big companies, but so I shouldn't be surprised. So, um, as I was saying, 69 brand partnerships in 2021, this equated to about 289,000 in revenue. Um, I think one of the things I want to highlight is that I had repeat brand partners. I talk about this, a lot, especially on Instagram, it's really important to build relationships with your PR companies, your brand partners, whoever you're working with. Maybe it's an influencer agency. Um, repeat brand partners for me personally included McDonald's. Um, I also worked with them in 2020, worked with them again in 2021. And I thought their campaign in Q4 was so much fun. We did a whole like they wanted me to make a charcuterie board out of like chicken nuggets, fries and McDonald's stuff nugget board love it i literally like sent a photo to my sister and she goes they really want you to make a chicken nugget a mcdonald's charcuterie board and i was cracking up honestly I, I would eat that loved it. every day i loved it <laughs> <laughs> um i also worked with vera bradley um they were a great brand partner crest toothpaste um i've actually worked with them i think out 2018 or 2019 is when i started working with crest um so i was really excited to work with them again in 2021 and Delta. So I've worked with Delta with an in-person event, I think in 2019. And then again, for a partnership during the holiday season, promoting um, the Radio City Rockets. Um, When I got to go to New York, it was really fun. So Q4, my biggest quarter ever. I was also incredibly busy. I did over 100,000 in three months, which is kind of insane because it took me in 2020 the full year to break six figures. Took me the and then in si- in like three months I was able to so hey girl it it's literally shows like when you have the time to like fully dedicate yes yeah your career to content creation like what you can do and once you figure out your revenue streams and like what makes sense for you again as a former project manager brand partnerships work really well for me there are plenty of creators out there who do not like working with brands they find it too constrictive they find you know some people don't like working within timelines and having to submit content or uh, concepts and then revising and then producing drafts like it's it is pretty time intensive and so once you figure out your way to make money as a creator then I think it obviously it's just like a lot easier to be able to set revenue goals um, quarterly you know monthly annually whatever that looks like for you and be able to achieve those goals because you're confident in your way to make money 
So aside from brand partnerships, um, I have online courses through Teachable and I did 27,000 in revenue for that course. So it is nice. I mean, I recognize anywhere from 500 to a few thousand dollars each month on the courses. It just depends how much I'm talking about it. We actually just did a whole podcast episode on that. Um, and then now I kind of want to just chat through what schedules look like. So 2021 was the first year I entered the year as a full-time content creator. In 2020, I spent the first eight months of the year. I shouldn't say the first eight months. I mean, the majority of the year. Yeah. <laughs> eight, months. eight months. Yeah. yeah. Um, balancing uh, my former aerospace job with content creation until I got laid off. And so in 2021, I feel like I'm still working 40 to 50 hours a week. Oh, girl. Yeah, I'm sure minimum. I mean, especially if you take into account like photo days where we literally do like a whole thing. That's like eight hours in itself. Yeah. On like a weekend. And then if you count like the shoot day or the record days that we do again, another eight Eight hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about right. And for me, I know not every creator is like this, but I still really follow a consistent like work life schedule. I'm like a schedule I'm a routine focused person. I also think if you can, like if you have the ability to like confine like your creative career to a nine to five work schedule, I think that's really good for your mental health. Like if you have the ability to do that, like I even try to do that by just like working a little bit extra past my nine to five so that when I'm done, I can just log off. Yes. Cause like having that space where it's just like, okay, I'm going to take a break. But then in like 30 minutes I have to hop back on and like, you know, send stuff out. Like that's just really draining. So like having that ability to say, nope, I'm logging off. I'm done for the day is really gives you like a good peace of mind. Yeah. And that's exactly how it's worked for me. I primarily still work Monday through Friday um, with the exception of bulk record podcast days and bulk bulk photo shoot days. I really, really try to keep it Monday through Friday. I still average probably shooting once a week, um, especially in 2021. I feel like I was shooting once a week pretty consistently. Um, also in 2021, we were recording for the podcast once a week. So once a week, I'd commute to Maddie's house, we'd record. I'm um, so factoring that in. And then also with work, I've talked about this before. Um, one of the most important things for me is batching all our content ideas. So podcast topics, blog post topics, um, ideas for TikToks and Reels at the beginning of each month. So I can pull down those topics each week. And then again, we just talked about this in the batching episode. I plan my content out at the beginning of each week. Mm-hmm. So average content produced on a weekly basis in 2021. So you guys get an idea like this is how much content I averagely work on and publish. And and I think this has also helped me land and line up brand partnerships because I'm already in the business of creating content. Six to seven in-feed posts each week unless I take time off. And then... In 2021, I started mixing in the two to four reels a week. So not adding seven plus four, but like instead of doing like seven in feed posts, I would do three or four and then I would mix in, you know, two or three reels in there because video continued to be short from video continued to be a top priority. Two podcasts a week. And again, like last year, we were recording at least two podcasts a week. Oh, yeah. And then publishing, producing, and then three to four TikTok videos a week. And then Twitter and Pinterest, I've been very inconsistent. I'm not going to lie. I am not good at Twitter 
at all. I tweet like maybe once a day. I logged out of my Twitter and I just forgot to log yeah. back in. <laughs> I'm literally just not on. T- I need to get so much better at that. I tried. Like yeah. I, you're, you're like decent at it though. I, like I, like I feel like you're actually pretty good. I at, try. Yeah. Like I see you posting like really good stuff. I just <laughs> never do it. It's funny because the Twitter community, especially um, journalists, especially social media managers, like there's, so, I mean, because it's their job, right? Like they're so active on Twitter. And so, just keeping a pulse on the conversations of like what's happening has really helped me. So I do end up tweeting at least like once a day. And then um, also with the content produced, um, just like an, a weekly email newsletter for the podcast. So posts, reels, podcasts, blog posts, I probably do one to two a week. Um, really a whole mix. I There is a lot of content that is produced Oh, yeah. that was edition. Yeah, seriously, dude. Like, especially with the podcast stuff, too, right? Because it's like not even just that, but like, does that even count like with your blog posts? I know. I forgot to add the blog. Yeah, I was going to say, girl, One like you, like least. you're really good with the blog posts. I, I write a lot of. Yeah. And like, that's like my I love to like write. And so lots, of, lots of content. So again, I'm I'm sharing like content produced because I think a lot of times people would be like, well, if you take this full time, like, what does that like really mean? And I knew for me when I took it full time, I could ramp up and be more consistent with the content. And I've definitely been able to do that. And so, um, okay, so kind of a major thing I wanted to talk about today is just average time spent on each campaign, just so people get a sense If you decide to take on brand partnerships as a creator, maybe you are new to being an influencer and you want to learn what it takes to start working with brands, or maybe you're an experienced creator and you just want to make brand partnerships a bigger part of what you do. Um, Hopefully just breaking down like how much time it takes um, gives you an understanding of like how much time to budget. And so I mentioned earlier that I probably will do at least last year I was doing five to six campaigns a month and I will say a standard campaign so one Instagram feed post or reel plus you know three Instagram story frames and then sometimes there's add-ons right like doing a TikTok reshare um, doing a blog post whatever that is I'll say probably on average is 10 to 12 hours minimum I think minimum and I think it varies per creator too right like what are you outsourcing like some creators do all of it where they're taking editing like doing all that stuff but like like if you're not like outsourcing, it's going to take different things. Or if you are outsourcing certain things, like for me, I outsource now like my, uh, like, you know, virtual assistant who helps me plan out like content in advance. And that helps me with the campaign thing. So I'd say like, it can even take more than that, just depending on like what you are actually doing versus outsourcing versus like managing yourself. Yeah. Like it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. And so, I had one friend who's a Seattle creator and she did a, her one of her first big campaigns with a brand and we ended up like getting coffee or dinner and she's like, I did that campaign. She's like, uh, that was a lot of work. <laughs> she's like, I had to do two rounds of content revisions and I was like, yeah, that's like standard. She was like, what? And so uh, this is not to scare you or like blind psyche, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's 10 to 12 hours. Here are all the steps that I take consistently with brand partnerships. So there's the back and forth negotiations with brands or PR teams. So going back and forth, the deliverables, the timeline, usage, exclusivity, you know, when are drafts due, all that stuff. Like right now with the brand, it's taken us a week 
and we haven't even come to a conclusion yet like oh actually no they emailed me yesterday took us a whole week to agree to a timeline that honestly though it, it i feel like that's pretty typical like i had one where we solidified the timeline and then we went back and they changed it because like i was you know talking with the pr company that works with the brand and the pr company was like oh the brand's timeline has actually been pushed back so it completely changed my content schedule for last week because it was supposed to go live last week and then it adjusts so that's not even just upfront talking about timeline like timeline changes happen throughout the entirety of the deal cycle. And so, yeah, you have to just kind of in, be open and flexible. It can get frustrating because you're like, but we agreed to this. <laughs> but, but things, yeah, things, things shift. Yeah. yeah. Um, another big step, creating and submitting concepts. Um, we're to the point as creators where before I produce anything, I am getting concepts approved by the brand to prevent reshoots. Yeah. So basically, right, like, it, there, it also takes time to read through the entire creative brief and then create your concept incorporating key messaging, relevant hashtags, required tags, um, what colors you can wear. Like there's literally, it just takes time to like read through creative briefs and create those concepts. I had, there's been a few brands where I couldn't even wear a competitive color. No, they can be so specific. Your nails like, have to be done. Oh my God, that's one thing. I've literally, I told Emma before she got here, um, I've started doing like the, the uh, glue press on. on, press on. Yeah, like the press on nails because just like, I, I just don't, because I, I pick at my nails. So like I have a really hard time, like when I get a manicure, keeping it perfect like unless I'm doing it all the time which like yes I'm working with them but this part is not an ad I do love like the Sally Hansen like go nail polish thing because I keep it in my purse and it's really easy to like touch up my manicure but if it's something complicated that I had like done in a salon no way (laughs) like if I like scrape off a little bit of it I might be able to do it um but yeah no so I've been like for like last minute emergency things I've been doing like press on nails but then I also run into the issue where I just rip them off which is not good for your nails my nails but no it's true you have to keep like your nails done like you have to make sure that like you have to do your hair you yeah. have to do your make like it's it's a whole thing there's a lot and like they will have like certain guidelines for like you can't be wearing something like too outrageous or like something like that like I always like to ask if I can wear my selkie like if it aligns with kind of what they have like I'll be like is this dress kind of aligned with what you guys had in mind like is this kind of colorful vibe what you're going for yeah so again that's just reading through the creative brief and creating the concepts and submitting it and making sure you and the brand and the PR team or the influencer team are aligned um that that's that takes some time oh, yeah. and then obviously creating the content right taking the photos writing the captions packaging up the content for the brand to review um for me i outsource photography because i spend so much time on the negotiations the relationship management submitting concepts just talking to the brand and so just outsourcing photography allows me the time to be able to focus on the relationship part um also time to implement revisions um, standard typically is two rounds of revision sometimes brands will just require one highly recommend making sure that this is stated in there so a brand doesn't make you redo something three times which I have done before in the past especially if you're paying a photographer and you have to pay them every time oh my gosh like that's a big one like I would say if you're gonna if they're gonna do like constitute like not just an edit but like a full reshoot I would honestly say one reshoot unless they're gonna pay you more I know if you if you if they are okay and like not budging on that that actually just like happened to me we shot content for a brand not to post in feed but they wanted a specific shot 
like a video reshot and I had to like hire Holly again, pay her for the hour, resubmit it. And I was like, oh and my God. And then you God. walk away with less money at the end of the day. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. But now they're fine and they didn't, they didn't, they, they didn't ask for an additional reshoot and they were okay. But it was crazy because I already overshot the content. I literally overshot to make sure we wouldn't have to do it and we still had to do it. So I always do that. Anytime I'm shooting, I like always shoot a little, especially with video. You have to. I always shoot extra stuff because I'm like, just in case. And I actually had that with a brand partnership too, where they came back and they were like, do you actually have any like clearer images of like this? And I was like, I'm just going to send you the whole album and you can pick what you want because yes, I do have that. It's way easier. So implementing revisions is a whole step in brand partnerships and that contributes to that time. And then obviously posting the content when you post the content, right? You're not done. You have to engage with your audience. You need to reply to comments. You need to post your stories. You need to post your, whatever that may be. That also takes time. And then there's this whole round on submitting analytics, taking screenshots, uploading it to platforms. And that's like a whole 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what the platform is. Yeah, especially with the platforms. Like if they just have you put it in a Google Drive, that's all fine and dandy. But if you have to like with four, for instance, you have to like manually upload the analytics to like different things and then also type in the numbers too. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. (laughs) So again, this is not to like scare you off. I'm obviously grateful that like I basically tripled my former aerospace salary my first year. Yes, girl. As a full-time content creator, right? But this is just to like highlight and showcase that like I'm for me personally, like I think I've been able to do this year because one, my primary like revenue stream is brands and Fortune 500 companies have millions of dollars in marketing budgets and are spending in influencer marketing campaigns and as a micro influencer understanding the business side of the, influ- the the business side of the influencer industry and then marrying that with knowing that you can negotiate for things right so if you are interested in learning more about this we've done podcast episodes about what you can negotiate in brand partnerships and like what you can charge for. And as always, I have a course, how to negotiate paid brand collaborations. Also work, I haven't even told you this friend, I just decided to do like a new-ish course. It's pretty small compared to the how to negotiate paid brand collaborations because I feel like that course is more, if you're in the creator life stage, right? For people who are sprouts and daisies who are already created their their Instagram or they already created their social platform. Yeah, like I'm ready to monetize. Yes. Yeah. And I felt like that course was not right for creators who have never worked with brands before. Yeah. So there's just like a smaller course where it's how to get started with brand partnerships. <gasps> I know. Exciting. So it's literally just how to get started working with brands and it will literally just be creating your media kit. You should have a media kit if you don't yes. have one. Um, what And then laying out what brands look for in creators and then laying out the steps of a brand partnership. Because I feel like we just like talk through these things. Yeah. But just seeing it. So new creators who have never worked with brands won't hopefully feel overwhelmed right away. But they're like, oh, wait, I know what to expect. In each and also step. don't work with a brand if you don't get a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like stuff that, like that. Because like you don't know. For sure. If you haven't worked with a brand before, like I worked with so many brands where I didn't have a contract and they were like, no, you need to do this, this, this and this. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, and you yeah. just do it because you think that you're supposed to. Yeah. And so hopefully this course, again, this course is, this upcoming course is just going to be for brand new creators like new creators who want to work with brands have never done it but want to learn how to or maybe you've started your page maybe you started your tiktok and your instagram and you're like still really new to it and you you, 
maybe you worked with a brand once for a gifted partnership. I just want to be really clear that like, if you want to negotiate with brands, go to the negotiations course. If you want to get started working with brands, this will be that course for you. Friend, you know what you could do? What's up? I feel like you have a lot of really great courses where you could almost do like a like a bundle. A t- well, oh. you could do a bundle, but you could do like a quiz on your website. I need to do that. You should do a quiz like to figure out like what the right course is for you. I literally need to do that because I had someone message me because I teased it yesterday on stories and I said, FYI, like there's a new course coming up for creators who have never worked with brands and someone messaged me and it's like, oh, this course is going to be great for me. I've, I've been wanting, she's like, I've been working with brands, but I just don't know how to talk to them. And I'm like, no, then that's a negotiation. Yeah. Co- yeah. And I'm like, no, that's the negotiations course. You've, you're already working with brands. And yeah. so I was like trying to direct that, but yeah, I don't know. I might just run through, I'll like link the sales page in this, um, in the podcast show notes and you guys can tell me if I can make it any more clear but I really tried to make it clear where it's like I have never worked with a brand brand in my life this course is for you I am already working with brands struggling to get paid negotiations course is for you so hopefully I clarify that and make it and continue to reiterate it so people aren't confused but yeah that you guys that's my that's just like a little pulling back the curtain hopefully sharing how much content I produce on a weekly basis basis and how much time I spent on each campaign helps you guys understand that this is one way to set up your creative career. If you listen to this and you're like, I am overwhelmed that you worked with that many brands and you spend that much time on brand partnerships, then hopefully that's a sign for you to explore other revenue streams. Maybe it's just selling courses or doing coaching one-on-one or selling presets or creating downloadables, right? There's so many other ways to make money as a creator. This is just one way. And hopefully it's been helpful to just get some insight on what it's been like um, hitting six figures for the second year in a row and also my first year as a full-time creator. Yes. Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. And if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. Make sure you sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.